Hi everyone, this is Scott Mansiger and you are listening to Inside the Wires. Welcome to Inside the Wires, hands down the best podcast in all of racket sports. Listener discretion may be advised for a younger audience. Welcome to the best podcast in all of racket sports. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm here with my partner in crime and the czar of Xenon, Noah. Guys, this is our last episode before Nationals, and boy, did we deliver. We have a combined 11 national titles, and at least one of these guys has been in every national final except 2019 since the year 2010. These guys are the best of the best when it comes to platform tennis, and we're lucky enough to have them on the show today. We are talking about Jared Palmer, Drew Broderick, Stephen Mitchell, and Johan Durant. So buckle up, Buttercup, because we have a legendary show for you today. Enjoy. So, Drew and Jared, thanks for being on the show. How are you guys? And, and most important, happy Easter. Yeah, doing well. Thank you. Happy Easter. Guys, happy to be on. Happy Easter to everybody, or at least most of you on this call. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm starting to think you don't like me when you don't wish me happy Easter. Uh, Jared, so you're uh, you're in Sweden as we speak. Okay. How's, uh, yeah. how's practice going on all the uh, platform courts in Sweden? <laughs> yeah, they're all over the place. I, I had my pick. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I did play, uh, pa- Padel a couple days ago. So, uh, and I managed to, to get through that without any, uh, any major injuries. So, uh, that's about the extent of my encore preparation, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to stay in shape obviously. And, uh, and I feel like, uh, if I get a couple good days of practice, um, you know, it's not ideal, but you know, I mean, uh, Drew and I've played together a long time and, uh, and, um, I think, uh, you know, I just I'd like to think that we just get back into our groove right away, and and uh, and it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, not a lot of not a lot of uh, practice over here. Um, I, I have to ask you: Is that your first pedal experience, or have you done that before? No, no, I've been playing uh, for for the last like I would say year. Um, whenever I'm here, I play. Uh, I don't know, you know, once or twice a week, whenever I can um and uh um it's a little bit uh it's a little bit tricky with uh i have a back issue that kind of comes and goes and and the and the padel is um is actually harder on the back it's it's uh, the ball comes off the back glass quite low and uh and so there's a there's a lot more uh like bending down and reaching for that than um than in platform uh so uh so i've like uh, i've cut it back a little bit like lately just because i don't I don't want to mess with, with, uh, coming up, pulling up lame, but, um, sure. but no, it's a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been, um, a little bit like platform for me, just learning new things and, you know, it's similar obviously, but, but it's also very different at the same time. And, uh, and, uh, being in Sweden too, it's like, it's, it's the most popular sport over here. It's just booming and everyone plays and everyone's like, 
you know, talking about it. And, uh, and, uh, so it's, it's kind of, uh, there's a good buzz about it here. And, and so, uh, I get caught up in that. And in fact, a couple days ago, uh, someone told me that, um, that there is, I'm not sure how this would work, but, uh, there's a, uh, they just announced that there's a senior, uh, world championships in Las Vegas in Padel in October. Oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, so Drew, Drew, I'm going to send you a couple of Padel rackets. I need you to start practicing. <laughs> you got you got a few months. That's it. Uh, so real qu- real quick, Jared, that leads. We ha- we asked uh, Max Lepivier the other week uh, this question: Who picks up the other sport quicker? Do platform players pick up and become successful at Padel quicker, or vice versa? Which would you think? I don't, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any experience with with that. I, I don't know a single other platform player that plays padel. Um, I mean, I'm sure like uh, Bostrom and Brett Bredberg, they probably played because they're they're uh, they're Swedish. But um, I don't. I don't know. Um, Brian Compton's been playing a ton. Where? Florida. Florida. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, like I don't know. Good at it. Is I know it's a- uh, it's like. Um, you know, like you, you, you rarely hit topspin in padel. Um, everything is sliced. You cut everything, but the ball is, um, uh, you know, it's it's like a dead tennis ball. So it, it doesn't cut nearly as much as a, as a platform ball. It's uh, it's um, it's more about just keeping it low off the back glass. But you have to hit a lot of slice, and then the overhead, you actually do want to hit hard because if you can get it out, you win the point. So, um, um it's uh there's a lot of little differences but i don't know i don't know which way would be would, would be easier i'm um yeah i'd have to think about that um one more question for you um in sweden i feel like if if platform tennis had a few courts built over there i feel like the swedish would love it they love you know old school swedish yeah. tennis players all volleyed well came to the net you got a good climate for it Great climate uh, for it, yeah. Right? Yeah, I feel yeah, like I mean, Sweden would be perfect. Yeah. Everything about it, it, you know, sets up well. I mean, it's a little bit climate is very similar to the Northeast, you know, and um, and um, and I think you know the Swedes like to be outside too. So like if uh, they're they're outside as much as they can, um, um, padel doesn't really work outside in in the cold weather, and so right. uh, so I agree. I mean, it just uh, it just. Uh, it would just take uh, someone to get it going, you know, but, um, but um, you know, I, I think, you know, and, and the Swedes, like if they, if they, uh, if they, if it caught on, then it, you know, it could get, it could get popular quickly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder if we know anybody who has a connection to both Sweden and the U S who's involved with both Padel and paddle. I know. I doubt it. I I mean, (laughs) uh, I doubt it. I mean, Padel, Padel is just, as far as I know, not very big in the States. I mean, I know there's some courts in, in Florida and Texas, Florida, and yeah. uh, I don't I don't even know where else. I don't, I mean, I know there's, I know of a private court in, uh, in Southern Cal, but, but um, it's just, it's just very, uh, very limited uh, exposure to Padel, Padel in the U.S. I just saw and some pictures here, of that private court in California. I can't remember who I saw playing on it. Was it Tommy Haas? I yeah, probably one. It's it's like a it's like at a beautiful uh, estate down uh, in um, outside Indian Wells. Right. I forget the town the town, but um, but um, I've seen it. I've never played on it, but I've I've, I've been there, and it's a beautiful court. Yeah, uh, I think but, it's yeah, Tommy Haas and Justin Gimmelstub. I think that's who. Yeah, it was yeah. 
Well, okay, cool. if, yeah. if you want to start an entrepreneurial venture there, there uh, there's the uh, the platform tennis uh, Sweden is uh, is Jared Palmer. But I, I, well, I, yeah, I, say, I, I, talk, there, I, I talked to a, there's actually a Swedish guy who, who runs a facility here who I play with who's quite good. And and um, he's been uh, he's been actually thinking about uh, trying to get something going in Florida because it seems like it's Florida is maybe the place to to do it in the States. And he's he's got some contacts there. So. So oh, yeah. um, he's he thinks it might you know might be worth him at least pursuing there. So so that that's sounds, interesting. That sounds so, good. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. So so on to another entrepreneurial venture. Uh, Drew, another good year for PFP, although a little bit different, huh? Yeah, it was a different season, but um, you know, if you told me a few months back that um, you know, we 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 would have the events that we did and and the success of them. Um, I would have been really, really happy with that. So, uh, yeah, this year was a little bit different. You know, we had to, uh, scale down in sizes and, and that was from spectators as well as, uh, the size of the draw. But, um, I think, I think with these forced changes, uh, came a lot of, um, um, just thinking outside the box. And, and to me, I think we're going to take a lot of these things into the future for pro flight, um, as, as I found that player member um, um, interaction um, really made these events awesome. And, and that's something I'd like to incorporate more in the future. And, and, and the more, you know, I am going outside the box, the more I look at other sports like squash and, and pickleball and, um, you know, to see kind of their model on, on doing events. And um, yeah, there's, there's, great success in that. And, and it was, and it was fun brainstorming in a different way this year. So I was really happy and appreciative of, of the clubs who, who supported Aronim Inc, uh, golf club, uh, Lehigh country club, Canubra country club. I mean, it's just, um, really great being at those clubs and, and the players have so much fun and, um, yeah. So I look forward to, uh, continuing to do more things and, and there's, there's, there's never, um, there's never a, um, a closure to pro flight. So you never know if there might be one more sneaking around the corner. Nice little teaser there. Hey, well, so, so one of the things that certainly was a nice, uh, nice improvement this year too, was, was the graphics and even better video stuff. Is that, uh, I'm assuming that's being taken into, uh, because pro flight live is, is going to be broadcasting some of nationals as well, correct? That's right. And I started pro flight live a, a year or two years ago. And that was ultimately just um, one way to keep improving how, how streaming is being done in the sport of paddle, but also it was just my way of, of trying to be more efficient uh, budget wise. Um, you know, the more events I have um, it was tougher to just keep streaming all of those events. So um, it's a lot of fun pro flight live. We've done some field hockey and lacrosse, um, stuff at the high school level as well and um you know we're looking into doing um uh, other sports you know coming soon as as that seems to be uh the more popular thing to do now during the pandemic absolutely and then uh so so what are, are you doing two courts each day for pro flight live at nationals yeah so pro flight live will be set up at montclair golf club and of the two courts being streamed simultaneous, two separate channels, um, all day Saturday. Uh, one of the courts will um, have ads and commentators. The other court will just strictly be uh, a running stream where you can hear the umpires um, 
but that's about it. And um, Enet Live is streaming from Canoebrook Country Club, the main site, on Saturday and Sunday. And both of their stream channels will have full commentary as well as um, advertisements. Sounds good. And uh, before, we, before we get into nationals further, what do, you, what do you think about what they've kind of talked about already for next year with the Grand Prix and the prize money and, uh, you know, both your thoughts, I guess, about, I don't know what you want to call it, professionalizing the game by, by some of the things that they're talking about doing for next season? Um, well, I mean, I think it's an amazing idea. I don't know where the APTA ever came up with such a good idea to uh, have pro money events, um, have them all different locations. Um, I don't know. It's a great idea. So I'll support it a hundred percent. And, um, and you know what, it's, it's moving in the right direction. I think, um, I think what we're all learning is that the sport can grow from the bottom, I think, as well as the top. And I think overall that just, um, just brings more notoriety to the game. So uh, I'm happy about it. And I th I'm just talking to a lot of players about this, you know, this tour next year. And there's still a lot of question marks exactly uh, how it will work. But um, from what we're hearing, it sounds, it sounds pretty good. Nice. Well, can we, uh, can we start diving into nationals a little bit with you guys? Has Absolutely. it been, um, you know, it's obviously it moved from Boston to New Jersey. Um, I'm guessing mainly you, Drew. Can you can you talk to us kind of what's gone into the the what you guys have had to do with the change of location and the short notice and all of that? Um, yeah, I mean it's you know the past few weeks have been just an insane amount of of organizing, um, and that's just you know our nationals uh, you know local nationals committee working with the APTA, working with Canuber Country Club, working with you know, another variety of clubs to, um, you know, to um, basically make sure that, that the promise we made to the APTA and, and the whole paddle community and players was to provide a safe environment um, for everybody there. And at the same time, create an environment where, um, where we could still appreciate nationals as, as the best event of the year. So, um, it's not easy. And, and, um, you know, I was looking forward to a little bit of downtime between paddle and tennis season, but that, <laughs> and, uh, that has been consumed and, um, but it's okay. Well worth it. So what do you, uh, what, what does your downtime, what does your dad, you're a golfer? Is that what you do in your downtime? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy golf. I was looking forward to maybe going out West and, um, you know, enjoying some time in, in park city and, um, so we'll try to find another time for that. Well, I think, uh, I think with this pushback of nationals, I think the, the two people that are probably the most pissed off about it have got to be Hughes and powers. It's really cutting into their golf season. Well, I did Those... just take care of them. They, they came to pro flight, um, two weeks ago at Lehigh and, and I made sure they got out and played some golf before the event. Um, but as, as, as I'm the strategist, I, I was hoping it like, uh, you know, slowed them down a little bit later in the day, but <laughs> I, I, I think, I think they both shot pretty well and they were confident and, and it, and it proved to be on the uh, paddle court as well. So, uh, I'm gonna have to find a new strategy for next week. Right, so, uh, Jared, what do you, uh, what do you do with your downtime once season's over? What, uh, what, what keeps you busy? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I like golf. I, I, I haven't played a lot lately. Uh, the, the, the whole twisting thing is a little dicey with the, uh, with the back. So I've, uh, I've backed off that um, a little bit. Um, uh, I don't know, just a little of this and that. Um, I'm in Sweden a fair bit. So uh, um, play padel and, uh, and uh, uh, I don't really, I guess have a, I, I'm in a little different situation because I'm not at a club. So I don't really have like an off uh, off season. Uh, my off season is kind of when I'm over here, and then uh, <laughs> when I'm uh, when I'm in uh, California, I'm I'm working. So, so so when you're in Sweden, are you just kind of dead? Is that uh, is that consume most of the time? Yeah, that's, I guess so. That sounds that's pretty fun job. too. Yeah, yep. That sounds. Oh great. yeah. So oh, yeah. so so getting back to nationals. Um, it seems like there's there's a lot of really strong teams. Obviously, this year I suppose is most years, but certainly different teams are kind of kind of hitting their stride as well. Who are some of the teams that you're looking out for uh, that you think are going to be be you know really strong challenges for this year? Well, yeah, Jerry, uh, you take that one, guys. Well, I mean, I mean, like uh, like I, I mentioned uh, earlier, I think uh, you know we uh, Drew and I played. Uh, Tyler and Adam um, in Philly, and I thought I thought they played really well. I was impressed with their uh, their um, you know uh, ability, and and uh, you know I thought they were a very good team. They complemented each other well, and uh, and just played a great match against us. So I you know I think they're they're a, um, a tough team. Um, you know I, I mean I feel like uh, pretty much uh, I mean I think there's a lot of guys that that could win. I think Johan and Steven are obviously. Um, uh, a lot to handle John and Mark and Juan and Mark and, and Sven and Mick, the top four teams. I think they're, uh, they bring a lot to the table and, uh, and uh, you know, Broderick Palmer is still out there. So, you know, you nice. never know. Nice. Hey, I, I got to ask, ask a question, Jared, is, is it tough for you? I mean, obviously you played, you played the Philly open this year, you're playing nationals. Um, and that's all you've played since nationals last year. Is that tough for you to not, um, not compete against these same guys or do you remember enough of of their games and this drew kind of feed you enough uh since he saw them more during the year or is it really a non-event that you haven't seen him much since last year well drew does uh, enough thinking for the both both of us so uh he he's got he's got it all covered with that i just i just uh i just run it by him no I mean, uh, uh, I mean, obviously it, it hurts. I mean, it's, 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 uh, I mean, I don't know, you know, there's, there's no way it doesn't, uh, affect me, but, uh, but uh, there's just, uh, there's just not much I can do about it. So, uh, so, um, you know, obviously I, I remember how to play, but, um, but it always, it always, uh, is, a it, uh, as Drew can attest, it's always, uh, there's, there's always kind of a cramming session where I just, you know, make dumb mistakes and hit the wrong shots. And I'm just not, uh, not completely dialed in because, uh, uh, you know, when you play a really good team, uh, if you make a mistake, not necessarily an error, but if you hit the wrong shot, you know, a lot of good teams uh, punish you for that. And, and, um, and I think, uh, you know, playing a lot against those guys, you start to just naturally gravitate away from, from uh, those, those kinds of shots that, uh, I mean, everyone, hits the wrong shot every once in a while, but it's like you do it less if you're, if you're, uh, you know, playing a lot and super sharp and, uh, sure. and, uh, so, you know, I just, I try and, uh, uh, just learn, relearn as quickly as I can. And, um, 
and um, and just trust that, you know, it's going to come at some point. And, uh, you know, that's all I can do. So yeah. now now with nationals not being a, as big a draw this year, it's not the 128. It, you've kind of got to hit your stride a little bit sooner. Right. It, yeah, exactly. There's no there's no round or two just to get a feel for yeah. it. You're uh, you're exactly. going to hit the ground running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes it harder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're good enough. I think you'll be okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I got faith. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> hey, Drew, are you on mute purposely? Um, well, I, I I have a few kids running around, so oh, gotcha. whenever I whenever I sense noise in the background, I just oh. go on mute. So That's for everyone right. else, for everyone else's benefit, just so you know. Oh, I go good. on mute too. I've got a freaking puppy crying in the background. So it's, uh, yeah. Hey, Drew, are you, are, are you, uh, have you fully delegated all the responsibilities for nationals at uh, Canoebrook so you can focus on playing or are you going to be drawing a couple different directions while there? Um, no, I mean, right, right now I have, I have some amazing volunteers um, who have been helping me, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still kind of, directing traffic with everything. Um, my, my stance on this has been once, uh, once Jared touches down, I want to, I want to become a player and, and step aside from, sure. uh, you know, directing and, and, um, you know, so with, with the team we have in place in New Jersey, um, I'm confident that that's going to be okay. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, this time of year, I always get kind of those knots in my stomach as far as like maybe even overthinking strategies for teams as Jared, Jared knows I do that uh, a little more than, <laughs> than I should. But um, I think coordinating nationals is, is helping me kind of not think about the, the potential matches that we can play and how we're going to play them um, for the better. So um, I'm excited. It's, it's um, you know, another, another year running for me and Jared and, and, you know what? Uh, he came out to Philly. We we got some good core time, and um, and at the end of the day, that's that's a, a huge plus compared to where we were last year. And and last year things worked out almost a hundred percent for us. But uh, we can't complain being in the finals with so many great teams, and and last year really only having a week's worth of practice. So um, I forget, Jared. How, I mean, are we in the finals? Uh, was it six of seven years, something like that? Or I'm trying to I think, think five of right. the last six that, years, or I forget. I think we lost we lost in the semis once, and other than that, it's been final. So I want to say six years, five out of yeah. six. Yeah. Out, outside of 2019, I believe it's six, right? Yeah, I you think guys, so. And 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 yep. in fact, that that semifinals match we lost to uh, we lost to Powers and Hughes. I think that could have been the best match they've played in the nationals, including the one that they beat us. Um, they were they were beyond flawless because I thought we played fantastic. That was in Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, besides that, Jared and I have have really uh, stepped up our game in nat nationals, and and we get our game face on, and and I look forward to that um, in New Jersey with a home crowd. Absolutely. So real real quick, you were talking about strategy. I just got uh, without giving anything away. Let's say Hughes and Powers. When you guys go into playing them, how many different kind of game plans do you you know drew you were talking you you overthink things at time but how many different game plans do you have you have uh, graham mcnearney talked to us a little while back that he has two game plans he has game plan a that he'll go to and when that stops working he goes to b when b stops working he goes back to a what uh, what do you guys kind of have 
Uh, Jerry, you want to talk? Go ahead. Hello? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yep, we got you. Jared pulled the mute trick too. <laughs> no, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm having trouble with my mic. <laughs> well, we can hear you now. Can, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I feel like they're, uh, we know going in that, uh, that they're going to be, uh, you know, a tough nut to crack. They're both, uh, they're both just great players and, and great competitors and great athletes. So, uh, um, and, um, and I think, uh, you know, we, we just feel like, uh, you know, we, we generally talk beforehand, um, and, um, and try and come up with, uh, you know, a, a plan. And um, then if we have to adjust it, we adjust it. I think, I think, you know, in general, um, one of, one of the tricky, trickiest things um, in, um, you know, in sport in general is just, you know, how long do you stick with, uh, with what you think will work um, and and before you change to something else. You also don't want to bail too early because um, sometimes you might be doing the right thing, but you might get a couple unlucky breaks or they're just playing well and, and um, you don't need to, you know, panic and change. So I think Drew and I, we, you know, we, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of experience, um, hopefully. And, um, and uh, I think it's something that we pretty much uh, uh, make the call on, on the fly, you know, see how we're feeling. And a lot of times you might, you might be, uh, you might be close in a set, but then like in the back of your mind, you feel like maybe, gosh, they, they could almost be further ahead. Or you might be down five two, and in your head you're thinking, you know, we're on the right track. We're just, you know, we're not quite there, but 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 you know, we feel like we're we're doing the right things, and it's going to pay off in the long run. And so it's it's hard to kind of predict that. Um, and um, I think uh, I think the important thing is just to, you know, be flexible and and see if you have to uh, make some adjustments. But you know, having said that, against a team like like them or any of the any of the top teams, really, it's not like there's. Uh, some formula out there that you can just switch to. And then all of a sudden that's going to be, uh, yep. you know, the, uh, just a, a smooth road to, uh, to a W. So it's, it's always, no matter what you do, it's, it's uh, pros and cons and it's going to be a challenge uh, either way. So you might, uh, you might gain in one area and lose in another. So, so, uh, you know, it's just a fluid situation and, uh, and uh, Drew and I just try to try to make the best call we can on, on the day. You guys seem to be doing pretty good at that. Keep it going. Yeah. yeah, just just to just to piggyback on on that, what Jared was saying is 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 ultimately it's you know when you're playing and even if the score isn't in your favor, you, you could kind of tell if if your play is or I should say if if play is going a little bit more to your own momentum and style, um, and then maybe you could just be again a couple unlucky breaks or you miss some shots you wouldn't normally miss. Um, so that's when you know you see teams even though the score they're down. They still seem pretty confident and keep their focus. Um, and then it's just, I think the most important part against, against all the top teams is recognizing when um, really the, the pace of play isn't in your favor. That's when, that's when the match is more out of control, out of your own control. And, and, and that's the time when you have to start talking about maybe, maybe plan B. But uh, I think plan A is more of a momentum and comfort level in, in the, um, in the, in the style of play. Wouldn't you agree, Jack? He's got mic issues. All right, good. I was hoping he didn't disagree. 
negative consent. Right. Well, hey, well, we'll uh, we'll we'll let you guys go here in a second. I just have one last question. If Jared, Jared, can you hear us? Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. All right. How much uh, how much hate mail have you been receiving from uh, Martin Bostrom? Has there been a lot going on here? Uh, not I'm that just, I know I, of, unless I'm unless just messing got, with you. Unless he's got my <laughs> wrong email address. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's uh, it's Easter Sunday when we're recording this, and uh, we know you guys have other commitments. We really appreciate you being on, and look forward to. Uh, to seeing you guys out at nationals and, uh, and, and fortunately with all the live streaming, there's going to be some great content for, for fans to watch uh, both this weekend and beyond. So we're looking forward to seeing you guys out there and obviously best of luck. Uh, hope for good results by uh, Saturday night. Okay. Can I just, yeah, no, can I, yeah, can I just please add to, um, you know, for everyone who's listening to this and, and curious on, on uh, what the opportunity is to come out and watch live or, or uh, you know, through live stream, uh, so for, for starters, live stream, there are four YouTube channels that will be streaming through the APTA network. So you could go to uh, www.platformtennis.org. So there'll be great, great coverage there. Jerry Vion's been working really hard with uh, her numerous commentators, getting everything all squared away. And um, uh, live viewing, um, everything will be going through um, pre-purchase uh, hospitality tents. So um, it's a pretty unique uh, experience this year. There will only be a certain number of, of uh, viewers courtside, um, but we've created a hospitality area near the paddle facility that will accommodate um, 15 uh, tents with uh, 10 people per tent. So if uh, you are really jonesing to be there live, you, you must... Uh, uh, seek out somebody who owns one of those hospitality tents and get on their list of, of uh, one of 10 people. I know, uh, I know Noah's on a list, right, Noah? I, I, I hope so. We'll find out when I get there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks again. Jared, look forward to seeing you, buddy, and being on the court. Guys, best yeah, of luck this too. week. I'm excited. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time today. Johan Durant and Stephen Mitchell, welcome to the show. How are you guys? Well, thank Thanks. you very Thanks much for having us. You guys are uh, you guys are our favorites. Don't tell anyone else, but uh, we'll pull in for you this week, guys. We'll pull in for you. But uh, thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time. This is uh, Easter Sunday night, so we we uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us. Thanks so much, and you being sobered while you're doing it too. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go that far we don't know if that's true but we'll just go with that that's okay. right that's right yeah. <laughs> don't 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 mess it up uh, so, all right guys are you uh are you are you happy that they've continued to do nationals even though they've only pushed it back about a month uh rather than push it back another six months to next fall were you were you in favor of uh running nationals this year uh, personally, me, yes, I'd prefer this one versus the one in 
November, but that's just me personally. Um, I do understand that there's different circumstances for different uh, places in the country with, with COVID and all that stuff. So, um, but for me personally, yes, I'm in favor of playing it now. Okay. Yeah, I probably agree for, for me, for me, it's probably better too with, uh, we do camps and all that stuff in the end of the year. And I think a lot of the pros do, and it's probably a lot of reasons for me to, to spin it to April, but you know, you can spin it to uh, November or December as well, you know, if you want to. So, I guess it's a close one, but uh, to end off the season and uh, many more reasons, I think I I personally would prefer to have it uh, in April too. But uh, I don't like the warm weather and all that stuff. But hey, you, I'm going to like it until after the tournament, of course. Right. I feel like we've they've you've played an entire season, right? The whole thing. Let's just you know stick with it and get it done, right? Well, and pro- prolong it. Well, so so Tricky, far, but yeah, I agree. So, so following on to that, I mean, do you think that would you be in favor of, of like moving it to this time of time in April in future years, or, or do you prefer to have it early mid March like usual? I would personally probably keep it where it is if if I had a choice. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to play it. The season gets too long, and you know, sure. There's yeah. there's probably more reasons for it, and I think it's it's just you know battle's fun game, but the shorter the season is, you know, in some ways the better better for me, you know. But uh, it's it's not so so much fun for me to play too long. Sure, sure. Well, I, I assume it must have been uh, obviously an honor and uh, a, a lot of work to host nationals. But how, how relieved are you that uh, that you don't have to do the double duty this year of hosting and worrying about that as well as playing? You know, I think it's huge. It's it's huge for, for for me now. You know, with all the stuff going on, we were obviously fairly well prepared. You know, and we probably would have made a lot of mistakes being the first year and all that kind of stuff. And then when COVID hit, it was probably it became more and more obvious that it was going to be a kind of a knockdown version that you can organize a lot quicker because you didn't have all the frills and the fuss around it. You know, but that's not probably really how we wanted to uh, host it for the first time. But on the other hand, that could have been a good learning curve too, you know? So sure. the people hosting it, not me so much, but the people hosting it, I mean, I was obviously involved, but we have a whole committee would see how it is. And if we have it ever again, we would do a better job and so on. But towards the end of this, I was kind of glad that it didn't come because then it was getting so little time and, you know, it was just not, just not worth asking. I got too much going on as is at this point. And, um, and, you know, so I was, I was kind of, so very happy that it that it moved in for, for for a bunch of reasons. We were uh, we were talk. We'll give a shout out to him. We were talking to Drew Broderick earlier today, and I think uh, in a in a short notice year like this, I think he was kind of the perfect guy to kind of help host it. Right? He does a good job. He's he's already hosted a number of events and tournaments. I think Drew was Drew was a really good guy to kind of take the reins this year. Right? Definitely. I would, yeah, Stevie. I think it's your turn, but I think I think I would definitely <laughs> agree. And he's a, he's run a lot of these, and I think uh, for him to step up was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. So, so as oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, so 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 what's the uh, what's it like going into nationals this year? Obviously, last year maybe there was less pressure. Uh, you know, going in not as the defending champions versus this year going as the defending champions. Is it is it really any different for you or is it still you just have to win the matches you have to win? Is there any different feeling from your perspective on this? Uh, for me, probably not too different. I think you kind of hit what I would say is it's still just focusing on 
you know, what we need to focus on and to execute the things we need to do to play well. Um, and I think we have a pretty, a pretty clear and good idea of what that is. We also did a few things during the season to try and get me a little more experience in certain situations against certain players. Um, but overall, I think we have a, a pretty good idea of what we need to do. So we need to go out and execute it. And um, I understand the thing about being the favorite. Yes, but I mean, I don't know if we could really even call us the favorite. I mean, everybody, there's been a whole bunch of different winners. And I think it's just on the day who executes better. So we'll see what happens. Well, this year has got to be more open than any year in the past, right? I think there's been, what, seven or eight different winners at Grand Prix events this year? Yeah, is, that, is Monty Montebono, has he got odds and stuff out? You know, because it all depends what his odds said. That's where the pressure comes from. You know, last year he <laughs> made us the favorites. I'm like, Jesus, I don't even think we had a chance and we're the favorites. So, but, uh, you know, he, he guessed right somehow. But, uh, but, but, but no, I agree. I think, uh, I think this year also we've, we've lost a lot, which is, which is kind of, I mean, it's not, it's not good, but it's kind of good. You know, it makes it a little bit easier. So you're not, uh, you're not really the favorite that much, I think, because a lot of teams have beaten us. We haven't won a tournament yeah. since October, which is like six months. I don't know, not six months, but a lot of months back. Um, probably six. But anyway, so, uh, so, so exactly. So it's, so it's in that way, it's kind of, it's kind of good for us, I guess, if you, if you want to look at it that way. I, I got to tell you, Monty put out his odds last year uh, for the tournament. And, you know, there are all the different odds. And he, he, he does the field. And I think the field was like 40 to 1. And I, yeah, saw, yeah, yeah. I saw Pete Rose at dinner that night. And Pete, I think they were the sixth, seventh seed, something like that going in. And <laughs> Pete's odds were 80 to 1. And he was so angry the night before the tournament. He's like, my odds are worse. That he was so pissed that he was like eight to one to win the event last year. Uh, yeah, but Monty was right. He didn't win the tournament. <laughs> hey, hey, Stephen, can we can we follow up on something that you said earlier about kind of working on the things that you want to going in? I mean, when you look at a when you go to a tournament like this, or maybe any tournament. Do you focus more on on what you you want to do going into that tournament, or do you focus more once you see the draw of who you're going to be playing against? I mean, it's obviously a combination to some degree of both, but kind of what's the primary driver? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, I think we. I mean, we kind of have. I mean, obviously, yes, see who we're playing, but we kind of have an idea in terms of game plans for specific teams and how they play and how we think we need to play them. Um, so just in some of these events this year, we've gone away from that in certain situations on purpose, just to get me a little more experience in certain spots. Um, so, you know, which I think is good because I might get, you know, I might get stuck in a certain spot here and there, uh, in matches. So I don't want it to, you know, we don't want it to be like the first time that I see certain things. Sure. So, um, but no, we kind of have, have an idea in terms of how to play, um, certain teams and how we'll want to play them. And guys, does your game plan change a little bit with the smaller draw this year? You know, normally for you guys with a 128 draw, you the first two to three rounds, you can probably work your way in a little bit, right? Um, the 32 draw, you, you probably hit the ground running, right, this year? Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think yes. Um, I also think that, in the past, doing President's Cup uh, before the tournament helps because you get a few more matches to really sharpen up before before the tournament. So, yes, I think you're 100% right. This one, you're going to have to kind of hit the ground running and 
three matches, if you can get that far on the first day, is also not normal because it's normally what two, two, and two. So, um, you know, you kind of have to, like you say, you have to hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, here, real quick, while I got you, because you guys discussed, you you mentioned President's Cup. Uh, I was with Jurani Barnes the other day. And uh, Jurani Johan was talking about the year in President's Cup where you guys played Chicago in the final. And I believe you weren't best pleased that they put Peter Berker on court one. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I'm going with it. As soon as you started, I knew that story was good. Jurani's like, I've never seen anyone get hit so many times in a match. And Peter Berker, for those of you who don't know Peter, he he could be the skinniest human being of all time and he could make himself really, really small. Um, so, yeah, we were just laughing about you uh, peppering, peppering uh, Peter Berker. And Jurani's like, I think it was O&O and it wasn't even that close. <laughs> yeah, I got no comment. We can talk no. about that one over beer. <laughs> I've got one more for you. I've got to tell you these while we were talking. The other one was um, uh, a Mr. Brian Uline hit you with an overhead. And there's a there's a fantastic <laughs> video of Drew Eberly then hits a serve to you and you you hit Brian full on in the chest with a return and the the smile on Drew you, uh, Drew Eberly's face after you hit his partner was it, it's priceless if if anyone's looking for it it's it was a Boston <laughs> tournament right I'm sure you had that so that one that one we can talk about that one will make a little bit more fun Brian's a good guy though Brian could have probably yes. killed me he's a big big strong dude but I was ready to jump the fence if it was coming but uh, but but he hit me and uh, you, you know how he you know wears like he's got like watermelons under his arms you know because he's a big guy anyway uh-huh. and he hit me and he and he just walked off like uh, you know like a F you kind of he didn't look up he didn't apologize and uh, and I turned to Mark and I said don't worry about this one <laughs> and uh, and I tagged him, and I and I, but he knew it was coming, you know. <laughs> wait, wait. And we actually we actually had breakfast after that at an, at at I think that national, and we had a good laugh about it. He's a good he's a good sport, you know. He doesn't take it personally. It was he said he did the same stuff, you know, when he was younger. He did it to someone, so it, so he kind of he, he was at that age where it didn't matter anymore, you know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The best part of that is watching the video is Johan after after Johan hits him, doesn't even look up and just flashes the hand like, oh sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. He might have he might have he might have muttered asshole, but uh, <laughs> it cut that bit out. I don't know if it was if it was caught on the video, but the speed that you must have hit that because your backswing, it went round your head like three times before you hit the ball, and you could see it coming. And then Brian didn't even have a chance to move; it just cracked him. It's uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a good laugh. He's a, he's a good dude, though. I, I, I miss him not playing. He was fun. I I heard he's uh, getting back in shape, and uh, he, I think he's playing a lot of squash or he's doing something these days. Yeah. But uh, I don't know yeah, if we'll see it. him out on the paddle court. Yeah. No. <laughs> sorry. I had to bring that up. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that was a good laugh. It was a good fun. He's a good guy. We'll uh, we'll discuss the Peter Berker incident at, a, at another time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Go ahead. Go ahead, Noah. I'm sorry to interrupt. 
Well, so, uh, so getting back to nationals, um, what uh, what do you guys have planned going and going on now after uh, after nationals and uh, probably runs right into tennis season, I guess now. But you guys have any kind of downtime, or did you have a little bit here before nationals? Yeah, a little. I mean, I would say a little more downtime now is kind of in the last few weeks. But it's kind of strange to be you know really prepping for <laughs> prepping for the tennis season while nationals hasn't happened yet because a lot of that stuff kind of happens right afterwards. Sure. Um, so it's a bit strange, but you know, it's all it's all good. And then, uh, and then well, after, after tennis season, you have something else going at the end of the summer, right? Up, uh, up in New Hampshire. Oh yes, yes. Stevie, he's trying you to plug your panel cam. I'm, I'm hey, trying. Yeah. I'm trying. You need to work with me. <laughs> yeah, we've never been very good at that, especially me. I'll let Stevie go. No, we uh, we're gonna be we'll be running some. Uh, some camps up at Owl's Nest in a place called Thornton, New Hampshire. It's a really, really awesome location. And uh, we've had, well, I've actually had phenomenal signups for two weeks. We have camps going for, and then two weekends uh, a little later after that. So um, we do the last two weeks in September, and then we do a few weekends in like one in October, one in November. And wow. the signups have been, have been great. Paddle's been booming the season. So that's actually, you know, the one, the one positive that's come out of it, I think it's uh, got a lot more people into the game, so it's it's awesome. Sure. Do you guys still have space available? Or are you uh, are, are you full up over there? Full, full wow. up. Fantastic. Wow, you got to get more dates on the books. Let's pa- like let's pack it. this thing out. <laughs> we're, we're working on that. That's awesome. No, Nora and I are your management team. We're trying to work it here. <laughs> we're not expecting any kickbacks this year. Let, let's play the doctors double book all the time. So that'll, that'll yeah. be better. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, hey, can you, can you guys just talk a little bit about, uh, about some of the other teams and nationals? I mean, I know you uh, uh, obviously uh, it can be going to be a tough, uh, tough nationals, but uh, who, who do you think are some of the stronger teams going into this? Maybe you want to go, you want me to go. That that would be Mitch Granger and Alex Lambropoulos, the only Chicago team that's going out there this year. Yeah, right. Really? Yeah, yeah they're our only uh, only Chicago team that you guys will see this year. Yeah. Well, Adam Morgan's going out, but not but he's playing with Tyler from Cincinnati. So yeah, the only Chicago team. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no, two, good, two good young guys. I'm sorry, guys. No, they are. They are. We we saw them play. We saw them play last year, um, but. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there's a number of, I mean, there's a number of good teams um, that have been, you know, from Hughes Powers, obviously, Palmer Broderick, I mean, they're going to be, always going to be tough. Frazier Morgan, uh, Sven and Mick have been playing great. I mean, there's a lot of teams that have been playing well and getting a lot of good wins. So I think, you know, it's all going to kind of see who, who gets hot at the right time. And you got uh, Max and Anton have had a great year this year too. Absolutely. Anton's made a big jump, I think, right? As far yeah. as serve and a couple yeah, other things. Exactly. Juan and Mark, I think they, them as well. They, I mean, there's tons of good teams. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be tough. Now, did you guys, I don't know if you guys heard, but we had a few weeks ago, we had uh, uh, Stephen Baird, Steve Baird and uh, Hank Irvine on, and they were talking about back in the late 70s, early 80s, when the semifinals and the finals were best of five sets in paddle. You know, for for term, I think it would just been crazy. Could you imagine with the depth that we have nowadays to go best of five sets in some of these things? Man, that could be like a five hour match. <laughs> That's what they were saying. They were saying the three and a half, four hour matches. They were saying it was just insane. 
Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. <laughs> Although they were also saying that the, the, the events were televised on, uh, I think, NBC, maybe they were saying. and they, they said CBS. Yeah, they, and they talked about it. It was funny because they were talking about having uh, $20,000 uh, uh, purses for winners back then and having a tour that would go to, what do they say, uh, Bermuda. And uh, they had courts on Fifth Avenue in New York. It was just, it was kind of crazy, but just the... The length of the sets, I think nowadays, I couldn't imagine playing five sets for semis and finals now. Ben X. Yeah, Hank Irvine did did come out and say that he 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 would destroy today's players with how the game is played. <laughs> <laughs> but then Steve Baird, I think, had to make him pump the brakes a little bit. Like, Hank, like Henry, as he called him, he's like, Henry, Henry, I think you need to look at how these guys play. It's a very different game than when we were playing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh hank is hank's another uh african paddle player correct yeah is he from zimbabwe yeah zimbabwe right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay yeah yeah he's down in florida no, now he's been here a long time right johan yeah i don't i don't i don't know him i spoke to him once i think some guys called him and said hank's on the phone and, and i don't know and I, I spoke to him just for like for like I don't know, a minute maybe yeah. But uh, but yeah no he seemed like he seemed like a great guy and a lot of lot of stories about him good stories obviously but I, I, uh, yeah that long yeah. Ma- those long matches are crazy I mean I, I just if there wasn't serious, serious money involved I don't know how you can teach and play four hours and do it but that's probably why the depth wasn't very good you know because uh, who would want to play that much paddle on the weekend uh, physically it's probably not not smart if you have to teach uh, during a week but uh, but anyway. Well, you know, let me let me ask about that. So, are you are you more interested now with what the APTA is is doing to, in that regards for the tournaments with the prize money? Yeah, that's a tough one for me to answer because um, because yes, of course, I think in the long run it'll help, but but um, but but I was a big probably proponent and uh, and and I ran the Boston Open ages ago, obviously. Right. And uh, one guy, I won't say who, told me that uh, that you know because I called a bunch of people that ran tournaments. And I said, "What the, what should I do to make my tournament special?" You know, and everybody had a tip for me. And the one guy said, "You should have prize money." You know, it's very important. You know, he thinks. And uh, and I did have prize money. And uh, the first year, I probably lost money running the tournament. But um, <laughs> but anyway, the long story short was, you know, everybody would come, and it was one of the strongest tournaments, whether it was the prize money or I don't know what else it could have been. You know, it's pretty funny, but. We all say we don't care about it, but maybe we do. But on the other hand, if I really think of it, um, the money they put up doesn't affect me so much. But it but it makes it gives me a it gives me a way out. It sounds bad. I don't want to throw my family under the bus, but um, but but it's hard for me to go away for a weekend and sure. say you know I I would happily go away. But how do I explain to my family you know I'm going to go play paddle? I'm not going to make any money and I'm going to play. As soon as I say play, I'm already in trouble. <laughs> if I could say I'm going to work paddle, it's a different story. But uh, yeah. but you get the point. It becomes yeah. it becomes hard, and it's not their fault. It's a, it's 100. percent You know, I work during the week, and now I go screw around on the weekends, and I don't make any money for it. And I and and why am I doing it now with the camps and stuff? It helps because we obviously do well in the camps, so that makes some sense. But but uh, I mean, there's probably more to it than that. But I think the the main thing I used to say is if they don't put prize money into it, they're never going to get the top tennis players to play. And if yes. they don't get the top tennis players to play, the game's never going to really get too exciting. And and I know the bottom guys don't all get money, but unfortunately, all these big events 
starts there with the top guys really leading the charge and, and making it exciting. And then people get addicted to watching them and enjoy it. You know, if it's really a boring, boring at the top, it's, uh, it's very difficult uh, for, the, for the game to grow at the bottom in some respects. But yes, you can argue differently. But I think uh, all other sports that really are professional, um, you know, the guys, if they don't get paid, it's not going to, it's not going to work out and you're not going to get uh, a, a new teaching pro that's on a 300 in the world in tennis is probably going to look at it and say, you know, I don't make any money. Why the hell would I play? But, but, or that's what happened to a lot of guys that I brought in and try to make play paddle. And they're like, why the hell would I do this? You know, I got a wife and kids and I'm going to, going to go play paddle and make no money. So, right. uh, so, right. so there's, there's two, probably two sides to that story, but that's my feeling. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I mean, as a as a fan, it's uh, it's tougher when you I think when you see that or when you when you realize that it's 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 going to be just the pros playing or the, the tennis pros playing for the most part, right? But uh, and and that you can't get into those tournaments anymore. But I think reality is is that as human beings, right, your time is worth something, whether it's working or being with the family. And so I think you have to. I personally think you have to be paid for that. So. But yep. uh, I, I get. I mean, it's uh, unfortunately I, I prefer that, that it was different that uh, that Jamokes like yeah, me yeah. in those tournaments. But uh, it per- makes perfect sense that we can't. So uh, hey, we uh, we know it's getting late on a Sunday night for uh, an Easter Sunday night. So we'll uh, we won't take up any more of your time tonight, guys. But wanted to wish you uh, best luck with nationals and uh, look forward to seeing you out there next week. Perfect. No, thanks for yeah, thanks for having us. That was awesome. I uh, appreciate it. No, Absolutely. we always enjoy having you guys on. You can go see Noah at the uh, the Pro Flight Paddle Hospitality Tent. <laughs> that's where he will be hanging all weekend. That's right. It's it's a tough ticket to get. That's right. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you guys out there, and uh, and certainly good luck next weekend. We'll uh, we'll look forward to having you on Sunday night after the big victory. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Guys. Thanks a lot. Have, have a great night, guys. Thanks. Bye. Play my music. Fade to black. Roll the credits. Thank you to Drew Broderick, Jared Palmer all the way over in Sweden, Johan Durant, and Stephen Mitchell for joining us on the show today. You can uh, follow all the action this weekend at uh, the APTA Nationals in New Jersey at Canoe Brook. Uh, it will be on the Pro Flight Live and the ENET coverage. So that starts Saturday morning. So get out there, grab a drink, and start watching. If you do happen to be going to the event, stop by the PFP tent and say hi to Noah. Noah will be there all weekend. And buy yourself some Xenon swag while you're there. Uh, Also, good luck to our fellow Inside the Wire host, Blake Anderson and Anna Zabori, as they play with the the husband-wife duo of Martin Bostrom and Floor Hanish. Good luck to those guys this weekend. Thanks, guys. Peace. We're out of here!